Hello. Good morning. Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com. We are going to continue the public reading of the Holy Scriptures with Isaiah chapter 60 and uh, with some commentary on it. And uh, this is what I like to do. This is what I like to do on a Saturday. A super Saturday. Let's call it Super Saturday. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the, the, the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes around about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Then you will see and be radiant, and your heart will thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you, and the wealth of nations will come to you. A multitude of camels will cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba will come. They will bring gold and frankincense and bear good news of the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered together to you. The rams of Nebaioth will minister to you. They will go up with acceptance on my altar, and I shall glorify my glorious house. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their lattices? Surely the coastlands will wait for me. And the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them. For the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel, because He has glorified you. Foreigners will build up your walls and their kings will minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you. In my favor I've had compassion on you. Your gates will be open continually. They will not be closed day or night. So that men may bring to you the wealth of nations with their kings led in procession. For the nation and the kingdom which will not serve you will perish, and nations will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the box tree, the cypress together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I shall make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you, and all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. This is exactly what it says in Revelation 2.9. Excuse me, Revelation 3.9. i got to go there. And then you can understand what the entire chapter is talking about. Because it's, it's all tied together. Revelation 3 verse 9. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews but not but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Back to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 15, 14. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you, and all those who despise you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet, and they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. All right, back to Romans or Revelation 3 verse 9. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Revelation 60 verse 14. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing down, and all those who despise you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. And they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Revelation 3 9. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews, but are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down in your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Who is this talking about? The Zion, the city of the Lord? Well, who's the Zion? 
Who's the city of the Lord? Well, I'm so glad you asked because you should be asking. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. New Bible, pages stuck together. Hebrews 12, 22. But you have already come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. You have come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God. Who's that? It's the church. It's those in Jesus Christ. You've come to Mount Zion into the city of the living God. It's Jesus Christ. To the heavenly Jerusalem, to the myriad of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those things did not escape when they refused, when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape when we turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken, as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Since therefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we have to by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. All right, we've come to Mount Zion. We've come to the living God. We have already come to Mount Zion. We've already come to the living God. Isaiah 60. The sons of those who afflicted you, who's that? Those who call themselves Jews but are not, but are liars and are in the synagogue of Satan. I'll make them come and bow down at your feet and let them know that I have loved you. Who's you? It's his church. Those in Jesus Christ. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing to you, and all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet, and they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Who's that? It's the church. It's the church in Jesus Christ. It's those baptized in Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not a people that rejects Jesus Christ. It's not a people who reject Jesus Christ. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Upon who? Upon the church of Jesus Christ. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, and His glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings are the brightness of your rising. They come to the church. The glory of God is on the church. And the glory of God was on all of Christendom. Those were the people to whom the vineyard was, was given after it was stripped from those who call themselves Jews but were not, and did not give a return to God. The care of the vineyard was stripped from them, was stripped from those people and given to a different ethnos. We read about that earlier this morning. Matthew 21. For bold darkness will cover the earth. Yes, and then the Messiah showed up. Jesus Christ shows up. He's crucified, buried, and He resurrects. And He pours out His Holy Spirit on His church. And the gospel goes to Europe and it becomes Christendom. Europe becomes Christendom. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together to you. Your sons and your daughters come from afar. And your daughters will be carried in their arms. And you will see and be radiant. And your heart will thrill and rejoice because of the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of nations will come to you. A multitude of camels will come to you. The camels of Median and Ephah and all those from Sheba will come. And they will bring gold and frankincense and bear good news of the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered to you. 
the rams of Nebaioth will minister to you. And they'll go up with acceptance on my altar. And I shall glorify my glorious house. Who's the house? It's the church of Jesus Christ. Who are these who fly like a cloud, like doves to their lattices? Surely the coastlands await for me. Amen. Who's that? Europe. The coastlands are Europe. And the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, for the name of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, because He has glorified you. Who's you? The church. Where did the ten tribes go? They went to Europe. The Jews prophesied that in the Gospels. Where are you going, Jesus? He's going to the dispersion among the Greeks to teach the Greeks. That's why the Gospel goes to Europe. That's why the Holy Scriptures are written in a European tongue. That's why all the books in the Bible since the resurrection of Jesus Christ are written in a European tongue. It goes to Europe. Why does Paul go to Europe? Why does James talk about the 12 tribes dispersed abroad? Dispersed abroad. They, that's where they went. Why, why is there this prophecy about how, how uh, Japheth will live in the tents of, of, of Shem? The covering of Jesus Christ. That's the covering of Jesus Christ. We're covered in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came out of Shem on, on the earthly side, on the, on, on, the, on the biological side. His mother, Mary, was a descendant of, of David, who was a descendant of Judah, who was a descendant of Abraham, who was a descendant of Shem. But it's the Europeans who converted to Jesus Christ. And the sons of Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem. Where do you think the ten tribes went to? They went to Europe. So the gospel goes to Europe. Foreigners will build up your walls, and kings will minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you. In my favor I have had compassion upon you. Your gates will be open continually. The sons of those who afflicted you will come bowing down to you, and all those who despised you will bow themselves at the soles of your feet. And they will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, with no one passing through, I will make you an everlasting pride, a joy from generation to generation. You will also suck the milk of nations and suck the breasts of kings. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Who is that? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Then I will let you know that I, the Lord, am your Savior. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer. The Mighty One of Jacob is Jesus Christ. That's who Jacob wrestled. Jacob wrestled Jesus Christ. Jacob wrestled Jesus Christ. That's who all the patriarchs saw. Abraham saw Jesus Christ. The Lord appeared to Abram. The Lord appeared to Abram. The Lord didn't just speak to him. He appeared to him. This was Jesus Christ. No man has seen the Father. They saw Jesus Christ. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of stone... I will bring iron, and I will make peace your administrators, and righteousness your overseers. Violence will not be heard again in your land, or devastation or destruction within your borders, but you'll call your walls salvation and your gates praise. No longer, no longer will you have the sun for a light by day, nor brightness for the moon will give you light, but, the, but you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and your God for your glory. Do you not know from the first chapter of Genesis that there was day and night, the first day and the second day and the third day, before the sun was created? 
You don't need the sun for light. There was day and night, the first day, day and night, the second day, before the sun and the moon and the stars were even created. No longer will you have the sun for light by day, nor the brightness for the moon to give you light, but you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. God doesn't need the sun to give light. The first day, the second day. Let's go read it. Let's go read it. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness over, over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and the morning one day, before the sun and the moon and the stars were created. Then God said, let there be expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse, and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. Other versions call it the firmament. And there was evening and morning a second day, and yet the sun had not been created yet. There was evening and morning and a second day. And God said, let the waters be gathered below the heavens to be gathered in one place, and let dry land appear. And God called the earth the dry land earth, and he gathered the waters, and he called seas. And God said it was good. How can the, the oceans not be frozen solid if there's no sun? The oceans and the liquid water were there. Between 32 degrees Fahrenheit and 212, and the, the oceans were there before the sun was created, before the sun and the moon and the stars. Liquid oceans, and there's no sun. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation and plants yielding seed and fruit trees on earth, bearing fruit after their kind with them. And it was so. They only reproduce after their own kind. They're not morphing from one kind to another. They only reproduce after their own kind. God put the unique seeds down there for different kinds. The earth brought forth vegetations, plants yielding seed after their kind, trees bearing fruit with seed in their kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and morning and a third day. This is before the sun is created. Plants are growing on the earth. you got a beautiful ocean out there. Flowing and bouncing around, doing what oceans do. Oceans are beautiful. And this is all on the third day. By the third day, you got a you got liquid oceans, you got light, you got day, you got night, you got plants on the land reproducing only after their own kind. They don't evolve from one tiny microorganism into all the different diversity we have today. They were made by their own kinds. All this happens before the sun, the moon, and the stars. There was the evening, morning, and the third day. Then God said, then God said. What does that mean? It means after what came before. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and days and years. Let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater to govern the day and the lesser to govern the night. And he made the stars also. And God placed them in the expanse of the heavens, to give light to the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate the light from darkness. And God said that it was good. There was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. The earth was created long before, days before the sun and the earth. The earth was created before the sun. 
Earth was created before the moon. Earth was created before the stars. Everything they've taught you is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a big lie. The earth was here before the sun, the moon, and the stars. And there was day and night before the sun and the moon and the stars. And right over here in Isaiah, it says, hey, look, you will no longer have the sun for light by day or the brightness of the moon to give you light, but you will have the Lord for an everlasting light and your God for your glory. God will do what he did before. He had day and night and sun. Uh, before the sun. He had day and night and light and darkness before there was the sun. He will do it again. Your sun will no longer set, nor your moon wane, for you will have the Lord for an everlasting light. And the days of your mourning will be over. Then all your people will be righteous. They will possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. We as a people, as a race, will glorify Jesus Christ. As a race. And may, may, may all the races glorify. May all the nations of the earth glorify Jesus Christ. For the nation that will not worship Jesus Christ will be destroyed. May all the nations come up at, to Zion, to the church, and say, how do we do this? They're going to point them to the law of God. And the first commandment points to Jesus Christ and His Word, the Word of God. The smallest will become a clan and the least a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Isaiah 61. Isaiah chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting, so that they may be called the oaks of righteousness. Remember where Abraham lived by the oaks of memory? Now we got the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. that he may be glorified. The Lord who? The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Talk about the Lord. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not a different God. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord God, the Spirit of the Lord God Jesus Christ is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Who said that? Jesus Christ says that. It shows up there. I think it was in Luke. I don't remember. But he goes into the synagogue and he picks up the scroll. And this is what he reads. And he says, hey, it's been fulfilled today right in front of you. And like, oh, who do you think you are? Who are you to say that? Who are you claiming to be God or something? And Jesus Christ is like, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. I don't know if I can find it here. Yeah, it's right here. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book, and he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon him, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the prisoners. Release to the captives in recovery from the sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's back, right? So we go from Luke, 
to Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. It's exactly the same in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the, this is what Jesus Christ read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the favorable of the earth. Lord, and he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and the eyes of all were fixed upon him. And he said to them, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. He says, this is me, folks. This is me. This is me who Isaiah talks about. And they were all speaking well of him, wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. And they're saying, isn't this Joseph's son? And he said to him, no doubt you will quote to me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whoever, whatever we heard was done in Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. Truly I say to you, a prophet is not welcome in his own town. Now all the people were filled with rage, and they got up and drove him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill in order to throw him down the cliff. What a story. What a story. Our God, our God in the flesh came to his own nation and they rejected him. God said, I'm going to take the vineyard away from you and give it to a different ethnos. I'm going to take the vineyard away from you. Matthew chapter 21, I'm going to give it to a different ethnos. And when the Greeks show up and said, where is Jesus? We want to see Jesus. When the European man shows up and says, we want to see Jesus. Jesus says, hey, now it's time for me to be glorified. Hours come, it's time for me to be glorified. Thousand year, uh, thousand year civilization of Christendom. Thousand years of the Europeans worshiping Jesus Christ as Christendom. Worshiping Him as nation, as Christian nations and as a, as a civilization, as an entire race of many nations. Worshiping Jesus Christ. Unprecedented. Nobody else did that on the face of the earth. So I'm calling the Europeans back to Jesus Christ. And if others want to serve Him, praise the Lord. And may there be many Christian nations across the face of the earth. To grant those who mourn in, in, in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, so they will be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up the former devastations, and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will, strangers will stand to pasture your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers and your vendressers. But you will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and the burnt offering. And I will faithfully give them their recompense and make an everlasting covenant with them. Then their offspring will be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them will recognize them because they are the offspring whom the Lord has blessed. 
I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, as a bride adorns herself with jewels. As the earth springs forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The nations, the nations, the nations, the nations. Isaiah 62. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations will see your righteousness in all the kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name. What's that new name? The new name is Christian. Acts chapter 11. And in the Antioch, they started to be called the Christians. That's the new name. The new name is Christian. The new name is Christian. The people of God are the Christians. Not those who call themselves Jews. The new name is Christian. You'll be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will designate. You'll be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said to you forsaken, nor to your land anymore will, be, will, be, will it be said desolate. Remember, Jesus said, to the Jerusalem, it said, you, you're being, being left desolate. And the Almighty says here, you will no longer be called desolate. Why? Because it's now His church, man. It's His church. It's the church. It's those in Jesus Christ. The new name is the name Christian. We are the chosen people of God. That is the chosen people of God. We are Mount Zion. We are the new Jerusalem. We are the temple of God. We are the temple of God. The church is the temple of God. He doesn't dwell in, in, in houses made by hands. He created the heavens and the earth. The whole universe is His. He dwells in His church, His people. We're the temple of God, the church in Jesus Christ. It will no longer be said to you forsaken, nor to your land will it any longer be said desolate, but you'll be called, my delight is in here, and your land married, for the Lord delights in you, and to Him your land will be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so your sons will marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so your God will rejoice over you, church. The bridegroom is Jesus Christ. The bride is the church of God in Jesus Christ. It's not a people that reject Him. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves, and give Him no rest until He establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in earth. Who is Jerusalem? We just saw that. Hebrews chapter 22, verse, Hebrews 12, verse 22. You've come to Mount Zion. You've come to the heavenly Jerusalem. It's the church. It's the church in Jesus Christ. The precious, precious church. The Lord has sworn by His right hand and by His strong arm, I will never again give your grain as food to your enemies, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it will eat it and praise the Lord. And those who drink it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through the gates. Clear the way for the people. Build up. Build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up the standard over the peoples. Oh, the Lord is proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, Lo, thy salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him, his recompense before him. And they will call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And he will be called, sought out. A city not forsaken. I yearn. I yearn for my brothers. I yearn for my sisters. That, they, that we would return as a civilization, as a race, 
to our Master, Jesus Christ, as our Sovereign, Jesus Christ, as our Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave Himself for us. That we would expunge the lies of the, of the synagogue of Satan from our churches and from the land. Isaiah chapter 63. Who is this that comes from Edom? with garments of glowing colors from Basra. This one is who is majestic in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength. It is I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red, your garment like one who treads the winepress? I have trodden the wine trough alone, and from the peoples there was no man with me. I also trod them in my anger, and I trampled them in my wrath. I'm talking about Jesus Christ here. And my lifeblood is sprinkled on my garments, and I stained all my remnant. For the day of vengeance was in my heart. And my year of redemption has come. I looked, and there was no one to help. And I was astonished that there was no one to uphold. So my own arm brought salvation to me, and my wrath upheld me. I trod down the peoples in my anger, and I made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. This is Jesus Christ. This is talking about Jesus Christ. My day of vengeance has come. And I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. I shall make mention of the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has granted us. Who's the Lord? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. 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 According to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness towards the house of Israel, which He has granted them, according to His compassion, it's the house of Israel. It's the, it's the children of Jacob the, and those of the faith. Those of the faith. Not all who are the sons of Abram are, 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 the, are the children of Abram. It's those of faith and the sons of Israel. The sons of Israel. Not the sons of Esau. Not the sons of Edom. Not the sons of Ishmael. It's the sons of Israel as those of faith, because even those who disbelieve, they're cast aside in the, in, in, the, in the desert. It's those in Jesus Christ. Who are the people of God? It's those in Jesus Christ. He's not a different God. He's one with the Father. In Him, the, the Father dwells, and the Father dwells in Jesus, and Jesus dwells in the Father. His people are those in Jesus Christ. For he said, surely they are my people. Sons will not deal falsely. So he became their Savior. Who's he? It's Jesus Christ. Who becomes a Savior? It's Jesus Christ. It says right here, he became their Savior. It's Jesus Christ. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved him. And in his love and in his mercy, he redeemed them. Who's he? It's Jesus Christ. And he lifted them and carried them all the days of old. They did. He lifted them and he carried them all the days of old. Where are you, God? It was Jesus Christ there in the desert. It was Jesus Christ that led them out of the uh, slavery in Egypt. It was Jesus Christ that delivered them time and time and time again. It was the captain of the Lord's host. Who met Joshua? Jesus Christ met Joshua. He says, come now, take off your feet, for the land upon which you are standing is holy. He said that not just to Moses. He said that to Joshua. Who did Joshua talk to? He said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. Who's that? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ that the patriarchs saw. It's Jesus Christ that the patriarchs worshipped. It's the Jesus Christ that appeared to the patriarchs, Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob and, and Joseph and Moses 
and David and Gideon and Adam and Noah. It was Jesus Christ. It's been Jesus Christ since the beginning. Jesus Christ is the creator. By him, through him, and for him, all things were created. It's not another God. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not just the, some dude that walked around 2,000 years ago. He's the one that appeared to the patriarchs. He's the one that gave the law to Moses. He is our God. He's our Savior. He's our King. And one day, my brothers, my brothers will see that, and they will return to their God, their Father, Jesus Christ. And we will rebuild Christian nations and Christian civilizations. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his mercy, he redeemed them. And he lifted them and carried them all the days of old. He lifted them and carried them all the days of old. That is Jesus Christ. Lifted them and carried them all the days of old. Coming out of Egypt. He lifted and carried them all the days of old. That was Jesus Christ that delivered the sons of Israel. But they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. Therefore He turned Himself to become their enemies, and He fought against them. Then His people remembered the days of old of Moses. Where is He who brought them out of the sea with the shepherds of His flock? Where is He who put His Holy Spirit in the midst of them? who caused his glorious army to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths like the horse in the wilderness. They did not stumble. As the cattle who go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So you led your people to make yourself a glorious name. It was Jesus Christ that took the sons of Israel, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. It was Jesus Christ that delivered them. It was Jesus Christ that led them. It was the Spirit of Jesus Christ in their midst. Look down from heaven and see from your holy and glorious habitation. Where are your zeal and your mighty deeds? The stirrings of your heart and your compassion are restrained towards me. For you are our Father, though Abraham does not know us. And Israel does not recognize us. You, O Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from old is thy name. Why, O Lord, do you cause us to stray from your ways and harden your heart from fearing you? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes, the tribes of thy heritage. The tribes of thy heritage. Where did these go? Sons of Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem. Genesis. Chapter 9. When Noah woke from his wine, he knew that his youngest son had said to him, what his youngest son had done to him. So he said, Cursed be Canaan, the servant of servants, he shall be to his brothers. Canaan's the son of Ham, not the son of Noah. Ham did a bad thing. Ham did a bad thing. 
Canaan was a product of that bad thing. It got and Noah cursed Canaan. He said, you're going to be slaves, slave to your brothers. He also said, blessed be the God of Shem. Blessed be the God of Shem and let Canaan be his servant. And may God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem. And let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem. What happened? What happens there? What happens there? Japheth is going to dwell in the tents of Shem. That was a prophecy from Noah. Who's What's the tent? Is that not the vineyard? Is that not Jesus Christ? Is that not the Savior? Is that not the covering in the blood? And the sons of Japheth dwell in the tents of Shem? Why, O oh Lord, do you cause us to stray from your ways and harden your heart? I'm back in Isaiah 63. Return for your sake to your servants, the tribe of your heritage. Your holy people possessed your sanctuary for a little while. Our adversaries have trodden it down. We become like those over whom you have never ruled, like those who are not called by your name. Isaiah 64. Oh, that thou, thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down that the mountains might quake at your presence as fire kindles the brushwood, as a fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things which we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. For from days of old they have not heard, nor perceived by ear, nor has, I, nor has the eye seen a God besides you, who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. You meet him who rejoices in doing righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. Behold, you are angry, for we sinned. We continued in them a long time. And shall we be saved? For all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all of our, our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment. And all of us wither like a leaf. And our iniquities are like the wind. Take us away. There is... No one who calls on your name, who arouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and you have delivered us into the power of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. And all of us are the work of thy hands. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Look, behold, look now, all of us are your people. And your holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. Jerusalem, the desolation. Our holy and beautiful house, where our fathers praised you, has been burned by fire, and all our precious things have become a ruin. Will you restrain yourself at these things, O Lord? Will you keep silent and afflict us beyond measure? Say 65. I permitted myself to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I permitted myself to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am I, here am I to a nation which did not call upon my name. I spread up my hands all day long to rebellious people who walk in a way which is not good, following their own thoughts, people who continually provoke me to my face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense, who sit among graves and spend the night in secret places, who eat swine's flesh and the broth of unclean meat is in their pots, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am holier than thou. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written of me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will even repay into their bosom. 
both their own iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers together. We know who that's of this who it speaks. Jesus Christ is very clear. Fill up then the iniquity of your fathers. Fill up then the iniquity to prove that you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets. I've spread out my hands all day long to rebellious people who walk in the way that is not good, following their own thoughts, a people who continually provokes me to my face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on bricks, who sit among the graves and spend the night in secret places, who eat swine's flesh, and the broth of unclean meat is in their pots, who say, Keep to yourself, do not come me near me, for I am holier than thou. Were these not the Pharisees? Were these not the chief priests? Were these not the Sadducees? Were these not the scribes? They were. Matthew 23. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, I will not repay. I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will repay them even unto the bosom, both the iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers together, says the Lord. Matthew 23. You serpents, you brood of vipers. Matthew 23. Verse 29. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous. And you say, if we'd been living in the days of your fathers, we would have not been partners with them in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you're the sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Therefore, behold, I'm sending to you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of those you will kill and crucify. Some of those you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city so that upon you may fall the guilt of all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered, whom you murdered whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this, this, this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers the chicks under her wings, but you are unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. Back to Isaiah, who keeps saying, don't come near to me for I'm holy than thou, holier than thou. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me. I will not keep silent. I will repay. I will even repay into her bosom both her own iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers together, says the Lord. Isaiah 65, verse 7 is right there in Matthew 23. Because they have burned incense on the mountains and scorned me on the hills, therefore I will measure their former work into their bosom. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one says, do not destroy it, for there is benefit in it, so I will act on behalf of my servants in order not to destroy them. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob, and an heir of my mountains from Judah. Even my chosen ones shall inherit it, and my servants will dwell in it. 
Sharon will be a pasture land for flocks in the valley of Achor, a resting place for herds. For my people who seek me. But you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune. Go read the book of Esther and learn about the table set for fortune. Pure. They cast the dice. They cast the dice. They cast the, that becomes the identity of the Jew. A table set for fortune. They cast the, divide, die, the dice. That's pure. Purim. And the whole book of Esther is, is, a, is a people dedicated to themselves that have forsaken the Almighty God. There's not one prayer to God, not one plea for mercy. God is not even used in the book of Esther. There's no reference to Moses or the law or the prophets. There's no reference to the patriarchs. But for you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table, for fortune. What is Purim? But a table set for fortune. It is a, a festival based on casting the dice. That is what that nation becomes. That's why God took the care of the vineyard away from them and gave it to a different ethnos that goes to Europe. The sons of Japheth and the sons of Japheth are dwelling in the tents of Shem. But you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune, and who fill cups with mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you to the sword, and all of you who bow down to the slaughter. Because I called, and you did not answer. I spoke, and you did not hear. And you did evil in my sight, and chose that in which I did not delight. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, my servants will eat, but you will be hungry. My servants will drink, but you will be thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. Behold, my servants will shout joyfully with glad heart, but you will cry out with a heavy heart, and you will wail with a broken heart. You will leave your name as a curse to my chosen ones. And the Lord God will slay you, but my servants will be called by another name. What is that name? It is the name of Christian. And you will leave your name as a curse. But my servants we call by a different name, the name of Christian, Acts chapter 11. Let's see if I can pull it out with my thumbs. Eleven twenty-six. When he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. And for an entire year, they met with Antioch. And they taught considerable numbers. And the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. They were first called Christians at Antioch. And what did the Jews do? A couple of verses down here. And he had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And he saw that it pleased the Jews. Back to Isaiah chapter 66. 65. My servants will eat, but you'll be hungry. My servants will shout for joy, but you'll cry out with a heavy heart. You will leave your name as a curse to my chosen ones, and the Lord God will slay you. The Lord my God will slay you. The day of vengeance was in his heart, but my servants will be called by another name. Because he was blessed in the earth will be blessed by the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth will swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten because they are hidden from my sight. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. 
and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing and her people for gladness. I will, I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. Who are his people? It's his church, those in Jesus Christ. I will be glad in my people. There will no longer be heard in her a voice of weeping or the sound of crying. No longer will there be Will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his days? For the youth will die at the age of a hundred. The one who does not reach the age of one hundred will be thought accursed. They will build houses and inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and another inhabit. They will not plant and another eat. For as the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people, and my chosen ones will wear out the work of their hands. And they will not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they are all the offspring whom the Lord has blessed, and their descendants with them, and their descendants with them. There's a generational covenant. There's an intergenerational covenant. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. All the children of Jacob, the 12 tribes. There's an intergenerational covenant. You serve God. You serve God. And you live your life for Jesus Christ. There's an intergenerational covenant. Doesn't mean all of them will. Ishmael went one way, Isaac was the chosen one. Esau God hated, Jacob God loved. But there's an intergenerational covenant. And there's a special grace extended to the ancestors, to the descendants of those of his covenant people, those who worship him. That's why I yearn for my brothers and my sisters, my European brothers and sisters. There's a covenant there with their ancestors. And I yearn for the Holy Spirit to awaken them. Cause those bones to come together. They will not bear, they will not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they're still speaking, I will hear, and the wolf and the lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox, and the dust will be the serpent's food. There's an intergenerational curse right there. The dust will be the serpent's food and the seed of the serpent. They will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. Isaiah chapter 66. Thus says the Lord God, Heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Where then is the house that you can build for me? Where is the place that I may rest? For my hand made all these things. <clears throat> Thus all these things came into being, declares the Lord, Jesus Christ. But to this one I will look, to him who is humble and contrite, of spirit and who trembles at my word. But he who kills an ox is one who likes is like one who slays a man. He who sacrifices a lamb is like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who offers a grain offering is like one who offers swine's blood. He who burns incense is like the one who blesses an idol. As they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations. So I will choose their punishments, and I will bring on them what they dread. Because I called, but nobody answered. I spoke, but they did not listen. And they chose that which is that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you, who exclude you for my name's sake. They have said, let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy. But they will be put to shame. A voice of uproar from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord who is rendering recompense to his enemies. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she gave birth to a boy. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Can a land be born in one day? Can a nation be brought forth all at once? As soon as Zion travailed, she also brought forth her sons. 
Listen to this. Before she travailed, she brought birth. She brought forth. Before her pain came, she gave birth to a boy. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Can a land be born in a day? Can a nation be brought forth all at once? That's Mary. She had no birth pangs. The birth pangs came as a result of the curse. God said, no, you're not going to have any birth pangs because you're not under the curse. She never became one with a man. She never became one with never became one flesh with a man. That sin nature was never passed down through Mary. She was a virgin when Jesus Christ was born. Afterwards, she had her own kids with, with Joseph. But she was a virgin woman. She'd never become one flesh with a man. And she didn't have any birth pangs when Jesus Christ was born. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she gave birth to a boy. Who has heard such things? Who has seen such things? Can a land be born in a day? Can a nation be brought forth at once? The land and the nation are Jesus Christ. And those of us born again into Him. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not give delivery, says the Lord? Or shall I give delivery and shut the womb? Or shall I, who gives delivery, shut the womb, says the Lord your God? Be joyful in Jerusalem and rejoice in her, all you who love her. Be exceedingly glad in her, all you who mourn over her. That's the church. That you may nurse and be satisfied with her comforting breasts. That you may suck and be delighted with her bountiful bosom. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you will be nourished, and you will be carried on the hip and fondled on the knees. And one, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. And you will be comforted in Jerusalem. Then you will see this, and your heart will be glad, and your bones will flourish like new grass. And the hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants. But he will be indignant towards his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come in fire and his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For the Lord will execute judgment by fire and by his sword on all flesh. And those slain by the Lord will be many. Those who sanctify and pure themselves to go to the gardens, following, following one another to the center, to eat swine's flesh and detestable things and mice, will come to an end altogether, declares the Lord. For I know their works and their thoughts. The time is coming together, all the nations and tongues, and they will come and they will see my glory. And I will set a sign among them, and I will send survivors from them to the nations, Tarshish, Put, Lud, Meshach, Tubal, Javan, to the distant coastlands that have neither heard my name nor seen my glory, and they will declare my name among the nations. Then they shall bring all your brethren from all the nations as a great offering to the Lord on horses and chariots and litters, on mules and camels, to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord, just as the sons of Israel bring their grain offerings and clean vessels to the Lord. And they will also take some of them for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. For just as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, will endure before me, so the Lord, so your offspring and your name will endure. And it shall be from new moon to new moon and from Sabbath to Sabbath. All mankind will come down, will come and bow down before me, says the Lord Jesus Christ. All mankind will come down and bow down before me, says the Lord Jesus Christ. Says the Lord Jesus Christ. 
All mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord, who is Jesus Christ. All mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord Jesus Christ. All of mankind, all of mankind, all of mankind, all of mankind will come and bow down before me, says the Lord, who is Jesus Christ. Then they will go forth and they will look on the corpses of men who have transgressed against me, for their worm will not die and their fire will not be quenched and they shall be in abhorrence to all mankind. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to end this now. Fritzbergenbloodandfaith.com